The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. We're going to say whatever you normally do at the start of a TED Talk. Time for another TED Talk? Yeah. Nice. Time for another TED Talk. And welcome back to TED Talks, the finale. But I'm not just on my own this time. Ted's here. No, well, he's downstairs. He's not here. He's somewhere. Ted's here. Woof. So, I am joined today by my co-host of Seesaw Podcast, Mr. Cleves. Hello. And we are going to be wrapping up TED Talks. In gift paper. We can put a nice tidy bow on this one if you like. So, starting it off, let's just address the elephant in the room. I said I was going to do more TED Talks after the two weeks, and I haven't. It's been like a month after that. There are reasons... Before Cleese jumps in here, laziness was one of them. The reason. (laughs) There were things that fed into it. It wasn't the only reason, but it was the primary reason. (laughs) Essentially what the situation is, I went back to work after the two weeks as well as doing guide dog training. And the idea of recording, editing and uploading an episode after the days I was doing, no appeal to it whatsoever. (laughs) I just could not bring myself to do it, which comes into the laziness. But we're here now. We are here now. To wrap it up with that proverbial bow, as as mentioned. Yes. So, how did it go? Well, we qualified. Woo! Yeah. Party poppers. Qualified a little bit early, but the paperwork says otherwise. And then we did a couple of mopping up sessions as well. Why? If you already signed off, why do the extra sessions? Just box ticking, I think. There, there was some weirdness. What weirdness? Well, I was on my own on the course. Where there's usually two or three people. And because I'm on my own and quite capable, we just flew through it. But the paperwork says you've got to do five weeks. Even though, realistically, I probably could have done it in three and a half, four. Seems kind of pointless, really. Yeah, but it it comes down to, like, what? Like, they've got to generalise, haven't they? All right, fine. So if it was five weeks, right, and... You'd add two weeks' worth of intensive training, mm-hmm. hence TED Talks, and then the other three. What did you do in the other three? So, funny enough, we were doing the things that I wanted to do, like a lot of route planning. So, we did the commute to work on various types of public transport. So, we did trains, trams, more buses, went around campus, saw some geese, gave them a gander. Mm. <laughs> And some other little bits and bobs. Um, We did things like traffic training. So making sure the dog will not walk in front of a car, which is very important. And did he? There was one incident where he was a little bit too eager, but then I sort of threw him back. So you always have to expect that. There's always a a distraction or something like that that can happen where they're like, oh, there's another dog. 
Uh, we also did some things called off-curbing, where you've got to go off onto the road to get around obstacles and no issues, really. Just Would you say that Ted was fantastic? I would say that he was fantastic. No problem at all. <laughs> I'm going to get it on a T-shirt. So those extra three weeks for you, if you were doing your stuff, I guess it was worth it, right? It was and it wasn't. So I think it was important to do those routes because ultimately that's what I want to be doing. Like some of the routes we've done in the first couple of weeks, I know that it's sort of like quality control and making sure that I can do what I'm supposed to do with Ted. But at the same time, I was just like, well, I'd rather be doing the routes. Like, why can't we use the routes that I want to use for this? So it was really good to do those routes. Uh, we did a night route as well, like a night walk, which you are required to do. They basically want to take away any remaining sight just to make sure that you can survive, basically. What did you do at night? Visit celebrities' houses? <laughs> we walked to a pub and then we didn't go in. Oh, what? Yeah. <sighs> it's bittersweet. <laughs> How far away was the pub? Uh, it was Volo. Okay. So about 20 minutes. Yeah. And it was raining. <laughs> oh, fun. Yeah. At night, in the rain, to a pub that you didn't go in. Oh, my God, guide dogs. Come on, be be cool. <laughs> Use some of those, you know, that guide dog money that you get in and just rinse your expenses. I did get a coffee on expenses one day. Ooh. I'm not paying for your coffees, all right? <laughs> I knew it would come up. I knew it would. But no, it was a really... It was good to get all those last little bits done. And my commute was really long, so I only did that twice. Especially if you're just like, going there and then coming back immediately. It's like, well, it's a lot of effort. But I've been in the commute on my own since qualifying, so there's no issues. Is Ted working as well as he did in training in real life, IRL? Yes and no. Oh. He has his times where he's really good, but then there's other times where I don't know what it is. He just doesn't seem to really be bothered. Oh, so he's not fantastic. I think he's just challenging. Like, guide dogs will challenge when they start to get to know you a little bit more. Challenge is what they call the naughty kids at school. There's just been a few instances where he's been a little bit cheeky. And I don't really know why that is. And I had to be on top of him for a few situations. I think maybe it's coming down to just getting him back into a new routine because we've been at the office a lot more. And his routine has completely changed again. So at the office, he's got more people, there's different location, different sounds, smells. So I think he's a little bit cheeky because he's a little bit overstimulated. But no, he's, he's still doing well. He's still doing well. Well, signed him off, so he couldn't have been that bad. What did you have to do on your assessment? Well, I'm surprised they actually qualified me on my assessment because it's the one walk that I did which could have gone catastrophically wrong. Uh, we nearly got crushed by a crossing, uh, a train crossing gate. Uh, that was, in in fairness, it was my fault. I heard the alarm going, and the crossing coming the other way has sort of tactiles, and then after those tactiles, you've got two, three metres before the gate comes down. I thought it was the same on this side, so I felt the tactiles, and I took one step forward, and then I realised the gate that I was looking at was the one across the other side, and then I was like, where's the gate? on this side, and I looked up, and it was above me, coming down, and hit me on the head, and then I sort of hoisted Ted out of the way. But, nice use of the word hoisted there. It's a yeah. good word. Good mouthfeel. 
but then we carried on the entire walk absolutely like we just carried on i didn't make a big thing of it because then ted would think oh maybe it's a big thing so we did the walk like it's supposed to just finish it off just make sure that he's not really affected and he was fine when we came back to the crossing again and we've done it like afterwards no problems like he isn't phased by it at all and guidals were like they didn't really want to talk about it to be honest it was like yeah we know you know accidents happen i've heard other stories like they've told me other stories of things going wrong on assessment like a dog taking someone really close to a low wall and then they fall over the wall into someone's garden and stuff like that like things happen and they're like, well, we don't live in an ideal world. And guide dogs just sat back and were last. Yeah, basically. <laughs> it would be pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> so they weren't too broken up about it. It was very much one of those, oh, these things happen. Chill. They basically said, if you hadn't dealt with that as well as you did, maybe we would have had to have a chat and done it again. But they said, like, you obviously made an error. You acknowledged the error and you were fine. You got back to doing things, even though you were clearly shaken up by it. And like you've learned not to go that far towards the crossing from that direction again. And they were fine. They were fine. Still qualified me. Got my license. Did you actually get a new license? Yeah. You know when your old dog retires, do they take your license away? No. I've still got that as well. Yeah. Okay. But I don't How is the training license. different this time out from last time? So last time I did two weeks in a hotel, and this time I didn't do the hotel. That's because I'm the only one in class, and they live quite close to me, like the instructors. Also, last time I did the two weeks, and then we sort of we did the routes and stuff like that, but it was a bit more sporadic. It wasn't regimented like, we're going to do X amount of weeks of doing this. It was like, we'll see you when we can see you. But this time it was like scheduled three weeks. Like, this is what we need to get done. We need to make this work. So in that regard, it was a bit more regimented. Was that better or worse? For some people, I think it's going to be better. For me, I didn't like it as much because I felt like some of the skills we were covering, we could have done in those two weeks intensive. And then the subsequent weeks could have been more about just doing the routes. And I know I know that they've got to sort of jump through hoops and they've got to do X amount of like traffic sessions and blah 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 but if I nail it the first time and I've been nailing everything the first time I don't know why we've done it two more times that's the one thing that was a little bit the first one might have been a fluke maybe but then when I nail it twice do we really need to do that third one two flukes maybe so what was good about the training so my instructors were great Um, I sort of felt bad for my primary instructor afterwards because my primary instructor was a trainee. You don't usually get two instructors, you get one. And my instructor was the trainee and then had like a veteran instructor with them, just like guiding them through it. And I made it too easy for him. And that's what I was told at the end, just jokingly, that I made it far too easy for her because I was her first sort of like with supervision doing the class herself. And basically we just had a laugh about the fact that I made it super easy and like no issues at all and that that's usually not the case. And she went into training two new people after I'd finished the five weeks. Um, I'm not sure how that's going. I don't think I should ask. But um, I they, I have heard over like, with conversations with them just casually over those five weeks about how bad some people can be and just how hard it can be as well. 
like even doing the basics can be ridiculously tough. I've been told I won't get another visit for like six weeks because they're quite happy just leaving me to it. And they're like, well, some people we just carry on visiting very regularly. <laughs> How's Ted though? Has he has he started playing up since um, since you've been training? A little bit, a little bit. Nothing that can't be handled. How's his pooing? So everyone wants to know. Hit and miss. I've had this week, he's been great on three days, and then two days he was really bad. One of them, he he pooed in the high street, which was really annoying because it was quite busy. And the other time, he just held it in and held it in and held it in until I got home. And right then he went after his dinner, and he was obviously uncomfortable. The problem with Ted is if he doesn't do it, He's just so distracted. He's just a little bit aloof because he's thinking, I need to go to the toilet. So getting that out in the morning, getting that second one done, is quite good for him because it means he's very focused for the rest of the day. And it's just a pain when he just refuses to go. And you keep on and keep on and keep on. And there's only so much you can keep on at him before you start undoing the training. So there's that fine line where you just have to give up and be like, okay, what happens, happens. But there were three days where he was really good and was like, straight away, like, oh, okay, poo, let's go. And then I don't have to worry about it for the rest of the day. So, yeah, he's been hit and miss. He's been for a few runs in like the meadows with Wes, and that's good. Like, he poo a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he's, he's doing well. He is doing well. What's he good at? What's he bad at? When he's working well, he is really good at getting around like busy situations. Like the high street, we went through the centre of the city during the St. Patrick's Day Festival, and he was really good then. Like, he wasn't faced at all, and got us straight from the tram to the bus. But then there's been times where food is a big distraction for him. On a bus, he's trying to get under the chairs to get a chip, or he sees something like a burger in the, on the pavement, and he's, like, drawn to that, and just like, come on. He was never like it when I was with the instructors, but now they've gone. I think he knows they're not watching him. He's trying his luck. Um, his pooping needs work. 100% needs work. Um, he's doing really well with Wes. Like, that's something that's really good. He's great with other dogs. He's not bothered by them. When he's working, he's not bothered at all. He just cracks on. And he's really good with Wes when they're at home. Compared to Wes, is he better or worse? It's apples and oranges, and I don't want to sound harsh... But I think Wes is a lot smarter than him. And that's me saying it in the nicest possible way. I didn't appreciate how clever Wes is until like Ted is trying to figure things out. So that will be walking. That's how you make anyone look clever, by sticking them next to someone stupid. Basically, yeah. So there'll be situations where we'll be walking towards, uh, like down the road, and I know there's a bollard coming up, and Ted will slow right down pretty much stopping to figure out what side of the bollard to go. It means nothing. Like it, There's no difference at all. But you can f- you can see him thinking about it, like what's the best way to uh, go around this? Whereas I never had that with Wes. He's like, no, fine. Like <laughs> It might blow up in my face, but I know what I'm doing, and he just goes for it. He just didn't care, and I put that down to him just being smart. He's like very critical thinking and working things out. Whereas Ted, I think he needs a little bit more time. I'm not saying he's thick. I think he's just a little bit slower than Wes. And he's a little bit more thinking time so that he doesn't make an error. And I think that might be partly down to Ted 
Ted wants to please... That's what he wants to do. He likes to please people. So he doesn't want to get anything wrong. Whereas, as you know, Wes was very much, if I get it wrong, I don't care. This is a job. Like, if I muck it up, I don't care. I'm still getting fed. <laughs> like there's no there's no downside to me getting this wrong, basically. So it's sort of apples and oranges. Like At the same time, Wes was terrible with other dogs. He was always a pain with them when he was working. And Ted's fine. He doesn't care. He'll quite happily walk past other dogs and be like, yeah, all right, whatever. If you had to pick a dog when they're in their prime, when they're working their best, Wes or Ted, who would you have? Ted isn't in his prime yet, so that's hard to say. I don't think he, I don't think dogs are in their prime until they're like four or five years old. You think that's when he'll be best at his job? I think that's when Ted will be his best. Okay. In a couple of years' time. And when Wes was in his prime, it's a very high... Uh, it's a very high mark to reach, because he was fantastic. Um, I would also say that Ted is more needy than Wes. That's saying something. Yeah. He's a bit of a day's boy. He he just always needs to be stuck to me, and I think he just relies on me a lot, just as a safety blanket as well. Whereas Wes was very much... He had his needy moments, but at the same time, he's like... Especially now that he's older, you know what he's like. He's like, I don't really care. <laughs> he does his own thing, which is mostly sleep, let's be fair. Yeah, D- difference difference in dogs, and we'll see how Ted does over the years. Like it's it's still too early to say. How would you sum up your experience? Sum it up in three words. Um, that's one. <laughs> that, that isn't one of them. Um, that's two. It's the same word, but I'm counting it twice. <laughs> Could be shorter. <laughs> it didn't have to be a sentence. It could have just been like. I don't know. Training barrier gold. <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know. You had some training. There was a barrier at one point and Ted, Ted's gold. He is gold. Good as gold and he's golden coloured. Yes, he is. I don't... I, this is one thing as well. I don't know if Ted's ugly. So, okay, I don't like, I don't, I'm kind of happy about it at the same time. But the amount of people who used to distract Wes and pester me and like on the bus or on the train or tram used to pester me all the time. Like, oh, isn't he lovely? You know, and like, what's his name? And just getting badgered constantly. I would say I'm getting a quarter of that with Ted. Well, maybe there's two things to that. Maybe one people know more about guide dogs than they did 10 years ago and not to bother them whilst working yeah maybe two you live in the midlands now not down south we're much more hostile also true to be fair you have had it there we were at a restaurant the other day and um those two women asked to like pet ted and stuff yeah he was off harness wasn't he and everything but yeah and that's fine but i think people are less interested in ted i don't know what that is maybe it's because he's got those sad sad eyes he has got very sad eyes he winks a lot as well because he's hiding some inner pain. Yeah. Maybe that's why, he has a, that's why he has to think through these things. Yeah. Oh. That's horrible. <laughs> it is. No, but he's a good lad. We'll just have to see what happens going forwards. Maybe we'll do a little update every now and again. Yeah. Once in a while. So keep your eyes out for him. And ears. 
And nose. Oh, maybe that's why uh, Ted's ugly, because his ears are different colours to his face. You can also see those different colours on the Instagram page, Wes and Ted's Excellent Adventures. Not going to lie, it's mostly Ted at the moment. (laughs) He's with me more often than not, and we find ourselves in more interesting locations than Wes, to be honest. You don't know what Wes does while you're not at home. I imagine he lies naked on the couch. He has sexy parties. Don't blame him. He's (laughs) earned them. Well, thank you for discussing this with me, Clings. You're welcome. And I hope everyone enjoyed listening to the graduation episode of TED Talks. If you want your fix, more regular fix from uh, Wes and Ted, Instagram, go there. And then maybe we'll have some more episodes coming out in the future. But we'll wait and see. Cool. And uh, goodbye. For more updates, videos and photos, join us on Instagram at Wes and Ted's Excellent Adventures.